Hey friends, normally it is my custom to begin each episode with an interesting or provocative story in hopes of convincing you to stick around for the duration. But this time I'm just going to give it to you straight. This episode is about creativity and the time I designed a high-concept, modular, double-decker bus that was displayed at the auto show. And I designed it in one night whilst in my underwear without even trying. What if I told you that your life right now is worth noticing? This is the Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. Let me ask you a question. Are you creative? Since I can't hear your answer, as far as you know, anyway, let me guess. Some of you paused for a while, unsure of your answer. A couple of you probably answered immediately in the affirmative. Why, yes, I am, thank you. And by the way, good for you. But I bet a good portion of you landed somewhere between I wish and not as creative as I'd like to be. And this isn't your fault, of course. As a species, we've created an entire category of human for this. We call them creatives. And to your left is the creative department. You will see this on LinkedIn profiles. Things that say, blogger, creative, dog mom, you know, and stuff like that. Or you've heard people say, I'm just not the creative type. Maybe you've said that about yourself. And of course, we know what that means. Perhaps you haven't written the next great literary masterpiece. You're not a sculptor or a painter. But I promise you one thing. You are creative, and if you need proof, look to your dreams. It's true that we don't remember most of our dreams, but think about the ones that stick out. Think about the ridiculous scenarios you've cooked up in your sleep. You're at the office delivering a presentation, and everything is going great except for one tiny detail. You are standing in front of a room of your peers completely naked, head to toe. Buck naked. And yet no one else in the room seems to mind. It's not because they're checking you out and enjoying the view. It's just that they don't seem to care. They don't seem to notice. The only person who's mortified by your birthday suit is you. Or you've had a dream where you're having a meaningful conversation with someone and then you wake up and realize you've never seen that person before in your life. At least not that you can remember. You've created entire worlds in the space between lights out and snooze button that you could never have imagined while you were awake. Or so it seems. This brings me to my spotlight moment at the auto show. I was standing in front of a futuristic double-decker bus that with the push of a button slid out on either side and opened up top, creating this open air space above. I remember thinking it would be the perfect bus to take a tour in during the summer months. But it could also slide in and close in inclement weather. It was sleek, it was modern and beautiful, and I had never seen anything like it. 
and then I woke up. It had been a dream. I'm not an engineer. I certainly can't draw you a picture of what I saw, but I built a three-dimensional vehicle in my sleep. Why do we discount how remarkable that is? Why aren't we blown away by the fact that we can do this? Or if, if you'll bear with me for just another moment about my own dreams, I could tell you about my favorite dream of all. Are you ready? I was Spider-Man. I know. Now, I could go on for a half an hour easy on this dream alone, but I'll give you just the gist, just the essential elements. I was on the run, swinging and climbing over buildings, as one would expect as Spider-Man. But here's the twist. I wasn't in the city. I was swinging from tree to tree. I was climbing over houses, rooftops, and running through the grass. And here's the kicker. Had I written this dream down, this dream that I've been talking about for 15 years or more, I would essentially have written the Ferris Bueller scene from the recent Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Someone actually put this in a real movie. Someone wrote that into a script and filmed it. But enough about me and my lost opportunities. What's the point? Yes, we have vivid dreams. So what? Do you ever feel like you have no good ideas? Or like someone forgot to install your creativity chip back at the factory? Well, consider your dreams for a moment. And look, I realize many of our dreams are jumbled messes with no clear structure or insights. But you build elaborate scenarios with many moving parts, different people, those you know, complete strangers, and human faces that may or may not exist. And you do this at night when you don't overthink it. And I believe that's the key. Linda Berry is an artist who accidentally became a professor. And she's fantastic. And she teaches people how to write the unthinkable, in her words. And she's written this fantastic book called What It Is on creativity and how to find your creative expression. And it focuses a lot on writing, but it's amazing for any creative endeavor. But in it, she asks this question. When did you first notice you were bad at something? And then what happened? It's like asking, how old were you when you started critiquing your own self-expression? And why did you do that? She shares a little bit about her story, and she says, By the sixth grade, I stopped doing ordinary things in front of people. It had been ordinary to sing. Kids are singing all the time when they're little, but something happens. It's not that we stopped singing. I still sang. I just made sure I was alone when I did it. And I made sure I never did it accidentally. That thing we call bursting into song. I stopped doing ordinary things. I think that's the perfect way to put it. There is nothing more ordinary than creative expression. For humans, the act of creative expression is as normal as breathing. It's an essential part of our makeup. We are storytellers by nature. We create characters before we can even talk. Our imaginations are what makes us human to a large extent. Creativity couldn't be more ordinary. 
But somewhere along the line, someone told us our song was stupid, or our picture was ugly, or why are you dancing like that, or we don't do that here, and we tasted, maybe for the first time in our lives, rejection. And that's a bitter taste. Because belonging is just as essential to our nature as creativity. So many of us had our freedom of expression scared out of us at a young age. Or sometimes even worse than that, someone told us we were good at something. So we decided that was our lane. We had to stay there and do that to maintain good standing. Perhaps the reason we are all so creative in our sleep is because there is no committee. There's no panel of judges taking notes and posting scores. We don't have anyone around to ask, is this a good idea? Does this look okay? And it's not like we need a crowd because many of us are our own worst critics. We stifle the ideas the moment they surface in our consciousness. We don't need someone else to tell us we suck. And I'm not just referring to the creative arts. I mean business ideas, community building efforts, parenting, relationships, conflict resolution. We freak out about the committee that may or may not judge the clothing choices we make. So great. We are all creative in our sleep. But what do we do while we're awake? How can we make this concept tangible and practical for everyday life? Well, I'll say this. Pay attention to what you create when you aren't looking. What do I mean by that? Shower ideas. Ideas that come to you on the commute, on a bike ride, while you're washing the dishes. Because these are almost like dream states. They happen so often, they're so monotonous that you could do these things in your sleep and therefore you daydream. Here's a practice I've been doing for a while that helps me so much. It's not profound. You probably already do it on some level. But every random idea or thought or funny line or weird phrase or fact that pops into your mind or unfolds in front of you, Put it in your phone or jot it in your notebook. I like to do this in my notes app on my phone because then it's searchable. When I need to find that random thought I jumped out of the shower to record six months ago, all I need is one or two words and there it is. It's time stamped. Put quotes in there. Pretend you have the world's worst memory and write everything down. Copy and paste things from articles, whatever you have to do. Now listen, many of these notes may never be used, but I promise one day you'll scroll down to a note you mindlessly put in a year and a half ago and it will be like uncovering gold, like randomly remembering that key in your dream. This is just a practice of noticing what bubbles to the surface of your consciousness and you're storing it somewhere. Many of the ideas you put in will be unusable. Some will just be for you, for your own benefit, but some will be gifts you create for the world, whether that be the masses or the handful of people at your dinner table, doesn't matter. I will never make that modular van, 
in my dream. It's just a cool idea I had once on accident. But today, my wife woke from a dream and redesigned two areas in our house. She created a solution to a problem in her sleep, simply by getting out of the way and letting the creative engine that drives us all do its job. You are creative, own that. Maybe you just need to get out of your own way. If you made it to the end of this podcast, we're basically friends. I mean, I've literally shared with you my hopes and dreams. So if you enjoyed this podcast, do a friend a favor, share it with someone, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, connect with us on Facebook and on Instagram because it goes from being a monologue to a conversation. And the attention collection is all about community. I'll talk to you next week.